Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot to get into here today on the program, all sorts of stuff to talk about. Big weekend of shows. Last night was the Clash of Champions show from WWE. A very boring show. Some stuff happened. If you watch Raw tonight, it's pretty much going to be the same show. So we can talk about that here today if you care. But other big shows as well. The AAA show from New York last night was a very, very fun show. Not the best main event I've ever seen, but overall... I loved that show. thought it was much better than the Clash of Champions show. UFC on Saturday night, also a superior show. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, also a superior show. If you want to talk about any of these, you're welcome to do so here today. 844-411-5411 is the phone number. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Clash of Champions is over, but we do have Raw to talk about tonight. It is the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. Chad Gable will be facing a Baron Corbin to determine who will be the King of the Ring. That is coming up tonight on Raw. We have notes coming out of Clash of Champions as to where they are going for the Hell in a Cell show, which takes place in just three weeks. We will have Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, as well as Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, both of these in Hell in a Cell matches. So the build to those continues on tonight. Also, what's going on with Luke Harper? Luke Harper got the call on Friday to return to WWE and team up with Eric Rowan. And as of right now, the plan is Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Harper and Rowan. So that's where the storyline has gone at this point. Where does it go from here? Well, we will find out on a week-to-week basis. All of this and so much more coming up after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. the house coming along? Uh, Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. 
the AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Tired of wearing the same five shirts every week? We can help. Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what works for you and delivers clothes right to your door. So you take the hassle out of shopping and find new styles that leave you feeling great. It starts with a simple profile you create in just minutes. Explore different styles and leave notes for your stylist about what you like. For a small $20 styling fee, your clothes are hand-selected for you based on your profile and then delivered to you so you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. Pay only for what you keep and send everything else back. Plus, the styling fee is applied to what you keep and shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. With Stitch Fix, you'll get access to great looks ranging from refined to rugged, and everything is hand-selected to fit your physique and your budget. Discover the stylist and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for men, women, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to talk about in terms of the Clash of the Champions show last night. So we went over the odds for star ratings a couple of days ago, and I'd have to go back, but man. I hope if you were betting, you chose the ender on almost everything on this show. Ron Stroman, Seth Rollins versus Dolph and Bobby Roode. It was a match. Ron Stroman accidentally bonked into Bobby Roode, who bonked into Seth. Somehow, like those, when you see those, I don't even know what they're called, but there's like five balls hanging from a string, and if you if you pull the ball at the end and let go, it knocks the ball on the other end, and they go back and forth. Apparently, Braun Strowman running into Rude and knocking Rude into Seth only hurt Seth, 
Not rude. Rude then pinned Seth. Didn't even have a breakup afterwards. They just this... looked at each other in disappointment, and they walked away to set up the main event. It was the superplex of finishes. We had Bailey versus Charlotte, three minutes and 45 seconds. Bailey cheated to win. They got Charlotte out of there. It was a match. New Day revival for the tag team titles was a match like you would see on Raw. The revival won the titles, submitting the injured Xavier Woods. That was fine. Alexa Nikki versus Sonya Manda for the women's tag team titles. Nikki Cross beat Mandy to get revenge for Mandy, quote, and I quote, the announcer said this, for being mean to her. They won, and it was a match. It was better than I expected. Miz and Nakamura was exactly what you would expect Miz versus Nakamura to be. Miz was slow. Nakamura was collecting his paycheck. Miz is an idiot babyface. He was distracted by Sami Zayn. Nakamura beat him. Becky versus Sasha was actually a very good match with a horrendous finish. Becky accidentally hit the referee with a chair in the shoulder. The referee went down and never got up. The announcers mysteriously told us for the first time in wrestling history that Becky had been disqualified for hitting the referee. Even though the referee didn't even call for the bell, there was no bell. They are going to do a Hell in a Cell match. This was the best match on the show. Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston was a long Boring match with absolutely no heat. Kofi Kingston pinned him clean, got his revenge. Roman Reigns and the Vintner no DQ. They worked hard. Nobody cared. Nobody thought the Vintner could win. But he did win because Luke Harper returned. On Friday, Vince decided he was going to use Luke Harper again. He called him. He decided to have him at the show. It will now be... Think about this. The storyline started as a way to set up Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. It changed every week on TV, including producing a fake Vintner who we never saw again. Now the feud is, at this moment, this could change by Tuesday. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan as a team versus the Vintner and Luke Harper. And we had Seth Rollins' Braun Strowman, which had very little heat, they did a whole bunch of moves. Seth Rollins pinned him after three curb stomps, a pedigree, and another curb stomp for the win. And then The Fiend showed up and laid out Seth Rollins. It was the most by-the-numbers WWE show you've ever seen. Nothing was terrible. Aside from the Sasha and Becky match for about 15 minutes, nothing was very good. It was just there. They're so behind the times in terms of presenting pro wrestling. Literally every other show that I watched this weekend, whether it was pro wrestling or mixed martial arts, the UFC show was better, the Bloodsport show was better, the AAA show was better, the New Japan show, well, I only saw one match, but that was better. I mean, everybody doing pro wrestling all over the world is doing better pro wrestling than WWE. But they're allegedly... Like the state of the art. So if that's your jam, congratulations. You got a pay-per-view last night. If you like pro wrestling and you want to see what modern-day pro wrestling is, you should pretty much watch every promotion in the world. That includes Impact, by the way, and Ring of Honor, before you watch WWE. Cue Twitter outrage. That's just the way it is, though. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I do you know what any... to tell you, what I just told you. you. 
Did you have any Twitter blowback last night? Are you kidding me? Hey, let me make this clear, everybody. If you liked the show and you respectfully on Twitter tell me that you liked the show, great. If you liked the show and you're going to go on Twitter and tell me that I'm an idiot or you're going to use, like, the term bro or you're going to tell me to chill or what, you're blocked. That's it. It's over. You're blocked. Okay? This is not a hard concept. This is not a freedom of speech issue. This is not... I have the right to say anything. You do have the right to say anything you want on Twitter. I have the right to block you if you're a jerk or an idiot. And there was a lot of them yesterday. And there have been a lot of them this morning. There have also been a lot of people that don't understand this concept. They've also been blocked. But no, nobody has been blocked for merely liking the Clash of Champions and respectfully telling me that you liked the Clash of Champions, which is very few people, by the way. Did anyone who told you to chill... Uh, I don't know. They're uh, blocked. They're gone. That, that's your That's your. They word. can find that's... better things to do with their lives than follow me on Twitter. <laughs> do you know how this thing works, everybody? Uh, you understand? Well, I, I know it's 2019. I know, I know what you think 2019 is, but that's not 2019 in the real world. So what is it? deal with it. What is 2019 in the real world? 2019 in the real world. is it's been like a an, weird year. If you act like an idiot on Twitter, you're going to be blocked. Mm. This is, there's no right to tweet me. preposterous things and expect for me to just sit here and take it. That's not how the world works. It may work like that in your world, but there you go. Would you do a blood sport, this person asked? Yeah, I sure would. I would love to do a blood sport match with filthy Tom Lawler. I'd love it. Only working against him. You're not not for my hook and shoot idea, bringing that back? If anybody can do it, it would be Josh Barnett and blood sport. Hmm. One more time together. I mean, look, you guys got a lot to work for here. I mean, think about it. It hasn't been the best year teaming up. It hasn't been the best year teaming up, Mike, but you know what? It's okay. Things so, happen. so it's okay, but so you're going to punch your friend? You're yeah. going to open hand no, slap no, your friend we're, instead we're of gonna, We're going to have a competition. I'd have a competition uh, in there with Tom Lawler. Oh, so are you going to do a gentleman's agreement? No strikes for right. sure grapple? Listen, people want to know about Clash of Champions. So oh, do they know? Sorry. We are moving forward to Hell in a Cell. And the match is at Hell in the Cell. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend in the Cell. And yes, it is Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks in the Cell. That's the plan as of yesterday. This could all change by tonight. Could all change by tomorrow. Could all change by Hell in a Cell because we have three solid weeks for Vince to change his mind about things. But that was the plan as of last night. Now, as far as like everything else on the show, I have absolutely no idea where they're going. But that's where we're going. So there you go. What would you guys think of that show? What do you guys think of everything else? Let's get some uh, some feedback here. To the phones are on the air. What's up? Oh, look, here we go again. We're on the air? There we go. You're on the air, yes. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right, cool. Hey, um, I'm Luca from Baltimore. I uh, I checked out most of the wrestling this weekend. I'd seen the uh, both New Japan shows, one from this morning and one from yesterday. I watched The Clash and I seen Bloodsport. I didn't see the uh, AAA show. Yeah, I gotta agree with you all. The um, everything pretty much is better than the class show. I pretty much made it through the whole show without um, nodding off. But yeah, the wrestling I enjoyed the most is probably today's show from New Japan. The uh, junior tag match with Osprey and Eagles against uh, you know ELP and Ishimori, and then the main event with Abushi uh, and um, Kenta is probably the best matches I saw all weekend aside from the Bloodsport show. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much for the call, yeah. Mike. Did you see today's New Japan yet? I have not yet this morning. No, I haven't. Uh, still stuck on yesterday's show, which is okay. You know, I would the Tanahashi Zack Saber match 
I know a lot of people have seen this a zillion times and don't want to see it again. I know Dave was open about that, but still, it was pretty awesome. You know, they've had a lot of great matches, so I don't know where it ranks. You know, it wasn't the best one they've ever had, but they are still always fun to watch together. They really are. This person here says, not only were all the shows you listed better than the WWE show, but the Tyson Fury boxing match of him versus a jobber had so much more drama than any of the Clash of the Champions matches that the commentary had to remind everyone that it wasn't scripted like wrestling. Well, it's not scripted, but... Back in a moment with more Observer Live. travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to 
determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I should have known to ask my main man, Dom, that thing with the balls bonking back and forth, a Newton's Cradle. That's what it's called. Because Dom knows everything. First, says, I figured I would let you know that WWE is teasing the next feud for Alexa and Nikki. It's the Iconics again. What happened to Oscar and Kyrie? Are they hurt or are they being punished or something? Well, let's let's think for a second. What did they do with the Kabuki Warriors the last time we saw them? Well, they put them with Paige. Why? Well, because in WWE's mind, someone must speak for these women. They can't just go have wrestling matches and feud with the team. There must be promos. So therefore... If Paige is out with neck surgery, you just can't do anything with them until Paige can come back and talk for them. That, I presume, is why we have not seen Asuka and Kairi Sane since Paige went down with her injury. Do I think it's stupid? Yes. Would I have done it? No. Are they doing it? Seems to be. Maybe they can lull everyone to a false hope to security, and maybe they end up on NXT. That would be a, a nice move if they're not going to do anything with them on the main roster, but we'll see how all that turns out. So Triple H did a conference call here today, and among the comments, when asked about ratings, he said he is more interested in the long haul ratings-wise versus hot-shotting for the first few weeks of shows. Well, that is an excellent answer. He said there's no plans to expand the length of takeovers. He wants to simply make them good. Well, that is an excellent answer. He said there will be some schedule changes in 2020, focused on giving network subscribers more live content. More one-off shows like the TakeOver 25 event in Bridgeport and Worlds Collide coming up during Royal Rumble weekend are in the plans. There will also be a Starcade, I believe, coming up in November as well. Levesque was asked about the NXT creative process and if it will change with the USA move. He said, The core team remains intact, but their communication team will expand with new partners being involved. The team is the team, he said. Okay. Well, we'll see what that means. AW announced as well today, Week 8 of AW on TNT will take place at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Indianapolis, Indiana, Wednesday, November 20th. And that is, I guess, prior to week nine at the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman Estates. The AW Full Gear pay-per-view will take place at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore on Saturday, November 9th. Are you going to that pay-per-view, Mike? I may be. I may be. Hmm. I think you should The Indiana Farmers Coliseum uh, building capacity right now, since that's always a a big talking point when it comes to running these shows. And 
It is 6,800 is the generic attendance listed on Wikipedia, the home of the IUPUI Jaguars. I believe that would be the, what is that, the Indiana University? What What is that? IUPUI, whatever it is, they are an NCAA school, and uh, 6,800, so they, there you go. How that's going to be scaled for them, don't know, but it fits into what they've been what they've been working with as far as the trying to fill the smaller buildings. So I've not seen the Sasha Banks thing. Thank God. If I reviewed what? that thing, I can only imagine the feedback I'd get. But everyone's talking about this, so I have to ask the following question, because I am, in fact, baffled. Talking about the documentary? Apparently, Sasha, in that documentary or whatever they did last night, claimed that she never cried on the floor after WrestleMania, but she was depressed. So, am I out of my mind? Or did she herself not say during her comeback interview on WWE television that, in fact, she laid on the floor backstage at WrestleMania and cried. Is what's happening here that somebody reported that she cried on the floor at WrestleMania, but she didn't, but then she decided to turn it into the storyline that she cried on the floor at WrestleMania, leading to the documentary where she said that she didn't cry on the floor. Is that what's going on here? I don't know what's happening. But I know that during her interview, she said, I cried on the floor backstage at WrestleMania. Now she's saying in her documentary she didn't. So I guess... The on-screen interview was a work, let's see, it was a it was a worked shoot about something that didn't happen. Is that what's going on? I'm trying to make this clear. Okay. I just, no I just know in, of, of all the things I look back on in 2019, the saga of Sasha Banks in WWE isn't going to be something I remember. I'm sure it's going to be something that is a Twitter moments thing forever when we look back at wrestling in 2019. But for me, it's not. And this could be just as simple as Vince thought that report was funny, even though it may not be true, and they used it or whatever it is. Who cares? Honest to God, who cares? I mean, the word there should be more concern with when it comes to Sasha Banks is the fact that there was a guy that looked like he was going to pet her ass as she was thrown back over the rail, uh, back over the barrier after her and Becky came brawling back down to the ring, which is like, you know, where is security at for that? Uh, you know, it just, I, I don't know. This whole thing with her and this, you know, so dep- I can see her being depressed. I can see why her and Bailey were pissed off if they thought they really were going to do something with those tag titles and they just are kind of made to look like a joke. I can understand being frustrated with her job. I understand all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, because it's Sasha Banks, this thing takes on a Kardashian life of its own sometimes, and it's just not something that even matters. You know, who cares? The one line in the promo means absolutely nothing. It's where they actually decide to go with her and, and where they decide to go with this deal with Becky. They did strike out last night. I think they knew they were going to strike out. That's why they had the brawl that, frankly, struck out as well, too, and just didn't add anything to proceedings. So I guess we'll see tonight. But, uh, yeah, it's just not really not really important to me. First, says, if you went to a WWE show as a newer fan and someone comes out from your hometown that you're invested in and then they're humiliated and embarrassed by how definitively they've been beaten and disposed of, why would you buy a ticket next time they're in town to see that loser again? Well, WCW, WCW for years would humiliate Ric Flair in his hometown. And they successfully killed the Carolinas. So 
The answer to your question is people don't want to buy tickets and come back. And, like, obviously, WWE does this to such a degree that I think people are numb to it. So, I mean, their attendance, I mean, literally, earlier in this year, they were losing money on house shows. So, like, whatever they're doing is not a success, no matter what anybody says. But that's just what they do, so they keep doing it. But they also only come around so much. So you're almost, you know, if you want to go see the wrestling show, you want to go see WWE, you almost have to do it. Now, what you can also do, though, is kill the crowd while they are there, which is happening at a lot of WWE shows. So, yeah, when they see a Cedric Alexander or whoever it is, if that's who they came to see, get beat up and buried, yeah, they may come to the show, but then they just sit on their hands. Well, here's the thing. In the old days, if you ran a building every Monday night, then, yes, you could beat someone in their hometown if they happen to be a hometown person to build up to the rematch of them coming back and winning. Or if you ran a building monthly, you could beat the guy in his hometown, you come back a month later, the guy gets his revenge and his big win. Nobody ever gets their revenge. Like, you think Cedric Alexander is going to come back the next time they're in Charlotte and get his revenge over AJ Styles? There's 0% chance of that happening. Now, the Cedric thing, as Dave mentioned last night, and as I thought watching it, something happened. Like, they have been giving Cedric a number of opportunities on Raw, and finally he gets his big U.S. title match against AJ Styles. And this is what happens. They put the match on the pre-show. Within the first minute or so, he takes a Styles clash outside. AJ throws him in the ring but lifts him up at 2 AJ continues to beat him and then gives him a phenomenal forearm in a Styles Clash and pins him clean in the middle, and then the OC beats the guy up afterwards. Now, I don't know what's going on, but I watched that, and I've watched WWE for a long time, and I saw that and I thought, Vince is done with this Cedric Alexander. Now, we'll find out tonight. We'll see what they do with the guy tonight. God only knows. Maybe he'll show up tonight and win the title. I, God only knows. But I saw that. And that, to me, was like, this guy's done. Now, you got to give guys time to get over. Vince has no patience for anything nowadays. And granted, yes, Cedric wasn't getting over to the degree that they wanted him to get over. And part of that was because they never let the guy talk. And the WWE audience has been conditioned that if you're a star, you talk. And if you don't talk, you're not a star. That's just what they've been conditioned to believe. Cedric never got interview time. He went out there, he, he was given an opportunity to shine in matches, but he also got beat probably 30% of the time. He wasn't getting over the way they wanted. That doesn't mean you give up on the guy. And last night was giving up on the guy, slotting him as you're a pre-show cruiserweight guy and we're done with you. That's what I thought last night was. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they thought that was a way to get the guy over. I, I can't believe they'd be that crazy, but we'll find out. And boy, that would be a level of crazy. It, uh, yeah. Well, again, I said it yesterday after because everything was all wrapped up and over with by the time we were we were wrapping up the show yesterday. And he's just on that list of people. You know, Mike Bennett's in a special spot somewhere, and and so is EC3. But you take some of these newer guys, your Ali's, your Buddy Murphy's. You know, who by the way was not embarrassed in Australia. Let's see if that happens the next time they go back there. What happens to Buddy Murphy? But. You know, I, I know they're building, going up to the draft. Maybe they're just trying to very painfully tie up some loose ends because they're going to be going in a lot of different directions. I can understand that. But, 
Yeah, that was a, a very unflattering way to present Cedric Alexander. And, and the fact that you just you need guys. He may not have been your biggest star, but you need guys. And that was a terrible way to, to try to ever make a guy. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. You've heard me talking about four hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Solution, 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Order now. Listeners to this program can get started with the 4HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash wrestling. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling forhims.com slash wrestling. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This is actually written on the WWE.com website in the Raw Preview. Cedric Alexander pinned AJ Styles last week, but he fell short of the Phenomenal Ones United States Championship on Sunday 
thanks to a quick, ruthless rally that stopped the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion in his tracks. But even though Styles wanted to teach Alexander a lesson, he might want to hope the lesson wasn't learned too well. As Cedric made clear after the match, he has no intention of stopping his pursuit of the U.S. title, and he has one thing going for him now that he didn't before. He's fought AJ Styles, and he knows what to expect. (laughs) Do they realize how stupid what they just wrote? He has one thing going for him now that he didn't have before. He's fought AJ Styles. He fought AJ Styles before the match last night. They said in this exact same thing, they even pointed out that he beat him last Monday on Raw. Now they say, well, after last night, he's fought AJ. No, he's fought AJ twice. He won once. He lost the second time. What did AJ Styles rally from? His entrance? Like, what was he rallying back from? It was just a ruthless rally. He just rallied ruthlessly for three or four minutes and beat the guy clean in the middle. And now Cedric, now Cedric knows what to expect. He didn't know what to expect after he beat him on Monday, but he knows what to expect after he was jobbed out to him on, on Sunday night. This stuff is so bad. So anyway, this suggests they're doing this match again after Sunday night. I guess we'll see. You know, it's not like they haven't done uh, things where they buried the guy or they've beaten the guy and then had them win the title because they think that's, you know, it's a surprise or that puts some extra mustard on it or something like that. You know, they have done this before. And and does it work? I I, I don't think so. I don't think it really adds anything to the proceedings if that's the direction they're going. But they could also very easily be having – leading to Cedric having another match where he also gets beaten. So who the hell knows? Got some notes here on New Japan business, of all things. Bushi Road published their annual report. This is from August 1, 2018 through July 31st, 2019. New Japan revenue increased by 12.8% from the previous fiscal year. They ran slightly fewer shows, but the total attendance increased because they ran more multiple successive dates at bigger venues, which led to the increase, which also tells you why they are running two Tokyo Dome shows back-to-back. Apparently, they learned from their successes 2018 through 2019. As far as New Japan World subscriptions, it was only mentioned that it reached 100,000 subscribers, which was around where it was for the Wrestle Kingdom show. So basically... Both the New Japan World streaming service and the WWE Network have both remained largely stagnant this year. So that's interesting stat. That is some updates on New Japan business. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, this is Ben from Canada calling. Uh, I just wanted to offer you a bit of a case study. Uh, I'm a, one of these lapsed fans that isn't necessarily so attached to a certain promotion. Sure. That, you know, I'm just looking for good pro wrestling. I know it's crazy, but if the in-ring product is good, the promos are good, I will watch it. And I will often watch stuff like, you know, Row 2 uh, with my wife sitting next to me that is definitely not a wrestling fan. But I'll sometimes catch her, like, watching that stuff with me and, like, following along. Like, yeah, this is this is compelling storytelling. Like, I actually really like... You know, the stories are getting over and these promos and stuff. And then I'm watching a bit of the main roster product and I can feel her rolling her eyes like this is so bad. And I'm like, you're right. Why Why am I watching this? And I'll just tune out and 
watch New Japan reruns. So I'm just curious, like, how in the world is this company going to, you know, that that was the go-home pay-per-view for this Wednesday night war, you know what I mean? Like, how how is this product going to stand up to some of the stuff coming out of, like, you know, New Japan and, you know, now Impact's kind of throwing their hat in the ring. And I don't know, like, I guess this is a rhetorical question, but how in the world are they going to compete? <laughs> well, my friend, I want to thank you very much for the call. The answer is, well, there's a lot of things to talk about. I'll keep it quick. Number one, WWE is the name brand. WWE is the company that's been on Mondays on the USA Network forever. And yes, they went to other networks, but the point is Monday Night's Wrestling Night, it's WWE. They're in high def. They've got great production. It's bright. It's colorful. They try and often fail to portray their wrestlers as superstars. And so they're coasting on that. And they're they're going to coast on that until somebody else steps up and offer something that is a replacement to what WWE is offering. Now, if you go on my Twitter, for example, I mean, it's patently obvious that there is a cult-like mentality attached to WWE by the hardcore WWE fans. And those people, they're not going to switch over to AEW. They're not going to watch New Japan. They are going to watch WWE. They grew up watching WWE. They're fans of WWE. They don't want to feel like what they're watching is inferior, and so they will defend WWE, often blindly. That's what you've got for a WWE audience right now. Now, if you look at the people, the number of people that are watching Raw now compared to two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever, it is abundantly clear that no matter how big a WWE fan you are, there are less people watching than, God, dating back to the, the early 90s. We're at near all-time lows right now in terms of the WWE audience. So what that means, and this is an indisputable fact. This cannot be argued. What they are doing is either A, running off way more fans than they are creating new fans, or they're creating no new fans, and they're slowly running off their available fans, okay? There is no disputing this fact. So what needs to happen is AEW is going to have to, just like just like in the Monday Night Wars in 1995, when Nitro started, half of the Raw audience didn't just start watching WCW. They kept watching Raw. But a brand new audience, it didn't even spring up. Like, WCW Saturday Night and Saturdays, they had largely the same number of people watching that show as were watching Raw. They just started watching on Mondays when Nitro came along. AEW is going to have to have a brand new audience. You, your wife, your friends, people at work are going to have to discover it. Your kids are going to have to get infatuated with certain performers on that show and tell their friends about it. It's going to have to get hot at at the elementary schools and colleges, and sports fans are going to have to watch it. Like, I had a buddy that never watched any pro wrestling. He All he did was he did jujitsu. Like, that's literally all he did. One day, he was watching Access, because they had, like, MMA on it, and he saw New Japan on Access. He became a fan of New Japan. Didn't start watching WWE. He only watched New Japan. But fans are going to have to switch through the channels, happen upon TNT, and decide that they're going to be AEW fans. 
they're going to have to grow an audience. They're going to have to keep that audience loyal. They're going to have to attract new fans. And they're going to have to build an audience that can rival and maybe surpass WWE in viewership. I don't know if that's going to happen. But literally, that's what has to happen. That's, that, that is what has to happen. Otherwise, WWE will just remain the name brand. They'll remain the Apple, the Microsoft, whatever. And there will be all sorts of great companies doing great things, but it won't matter. People are going to buy their Android or their iPhone, and that's it. And they ain't going to look back. That's just what this is all about. You know, that caller mentioned uh, his wife kind of questioning him on why he was watching WWE, so he just fell back into watching New Japan reruns. You know, the question I would have kind of followed up with there is, well, does she? what does she think about those New Japan reruns? Because she's the person that maybe while she will turn away from WWE, they're the easiest person for them to hook because they are the biggest fish, as you talked about at the beginning of what you're talking about. And AEW's got to cast a big net out there. They're going to try. They, they're throwing 31 flavors to try to capture everybody, you know, try to hook them in and, and try to get them to stay. And that's going to be the biggest thing for AEW is not just trying to get in those new fans, but trying to get those new fans to stick around. You know, are they going to be enough of, of what that one fan wants when they have so many different things on their show? Can they be hooked in by a Cody if they like the old wrestling style, but still not be run off by some of the things that they see that they may not like and vice versa. Somebody that's there for the, the Joey Janellas and things like that. Are they going to stay around for, for X, Y, and Z? So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to come up with, but the, the, what most is assuredly, the case is that there are lapsed WWE fans who have not been run off forever yet. That was one thing about when the wars started. There were a lot of old WTBS, old satellite people that were finally run off for good. And a lot of those people were run off uh, by helping Ric Flair get run off. And they never came back to the product at all. But there are people who are at least minor wrestling fans that AEW has got the ability to hook in and, you know, WWE, frankly, has got the ability to hook those people back again. They've just done a very, very poor job in doing it. All right, we'll take one more call here. You are on the air. What is going on? Hi, this is Ishmael in Virginia. Yes, Ishmael. So just something for people that, I guess a lot of them are trolls, but there are people who legitimately enjoy, like, the product right now in WWE and the show and where everything's going. From a creative standpoint, I think this is the darkest timeline for WWE that I can remember. And the case study isn't the treatment of Kevin Owens or Chad Gable or anything like that. If you just look at Roman Reigns, he's the top guy. He beats cancer. He comes back from comes back from leukemia. They book him in tag matches prior to WrestleMania for his return a couple weeks early. No one knows why. He feuds with Drew McIntyre in the mid card. He has a spring and summer feuding with Shane McMahon. Gets pinned. Doesn't get his pin back. They mistime him versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. And then they put him in this random, nonsensical storyline where he feuds with Rowan, which culminates in him getting pinned by Rowan on a show where Rowan pins Roman Reigns and Robert Roode pinned their universal champion. This is why everyone is just stuck in the mud, treading water in the brand, because literally nothing matters for any of the characters on screen. Well, hey, listen, I I got to tell you this, okay? So you're right. The period from about October 2018 through today is the absolute worst creative I've ever seen out of WWE. Now, with that said, and this is a low bar, if this were World Championship Wrestling, 
Roman Reigns would have returned from his battle with leukemia. He would have cut that promo, and then he would have turned heel. Because I saw this a thousand times. Buff Bagwell got his neck broken. He returned and was by far the biggest babyface. The place was going nuts for him. He turned heel. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is at a much lower level, but I mean, dude, Hacksaw Jim Duggan cutting babyface promos, thanking God and the fans for helping him beat cancer and how he waves the flag for the greatest country in the world, America, and the place going absolutely crazy, turns heel. They did this all the time. At least Roman Reigns is a babyface. That's like all I can say about this. But yes, the storytelling is absolutely atrocious. It's atrocious. Hey, remember when Daniel Bryan was a member of the Wyatt family? I do. That's why funny. I think that they're going to screw Roman. Yeah. The horseman beat him down. Him. Yeah, that's it. It's it screams for that. Maybe uh, you know sometimes the the easiest thing, the simplest thing, is the best thing. You know, I would rather see Daniel Bryan as a baby face. You know, they could use this time to to put him there, but. You know, it wouldn't shock me at all if that's the case. Hey, that caller that you asked about New Japan, he said his wife thinks Will Ospreay is an absolute star and she could watch him all day. So there's your answer. Back in a moment. Missouri Live. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. 
Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Two quick things. First, as regarding Asuka needing a mouthpiece, she should cut all of her promos in Japanese without subtitles or translation. If you want to know what she's saying, learn Japanese. Why? She can kick your head off. Well, my friend, you're right. But you're also wrong, because it's WWE. And if you've watched NXT, or if you watched SmackDown last Tuesday, if you are someone from a foreign land who cannot speak English, and you prefer to speak your language, you're a bad person. You're a heel. They've done it with Io Shirai. They've done it with Nakamura. So, that's why that's not going to happen. Now, this other one, this person says, you've jinxed it now. Roman is going to turn on Brian and join the winery and say he faked cancer to set up Brian. I just love the idea that the vintner, he would call his group the winery. This is a great stable. Get Daniel Bryan in there after he turns on Roman. You got the vintner leading a stable of Daniel Bryan, the wine-drinking hipster. He drinks wine, right? There's nothing in his character that says he can't drink wine. And, you know, Luke Harper, they're the winery. They just go around destroying all of these these baby faces. I love that idea. Sadly, I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway. Going to have him smash a bottle of uh, biodynamic. Of bubbly. Sustainable. How did you miss that one? It's got to be a bottle of the bubbly. Because I was going for the organic vintner thing, but bubbly is fine. Yeah. Come on. they got to steal something. Hey, listen. We're out of time, everybody. We got all sorts of stuff up on the front page. More to come. I can't wait to review Raw tonight, coming up on Wrestling Observer Radio. Had a Brian and Vinny show yesterday, Talking Clash of Champions, show with Dave, Talking Clash of Champions, AAA, New Japan, and more. And we'll talk about it all tomorrow as well. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, the Cats in the Cradle, Dom, or whatever. Talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.